Rock and Roll Death Brigade Podcast with Randy Rocket Cody. All right, it's Rock and Roll Death Brigade Podcast with me, Randy Rocket Cody of TheMetalDen.com. It is February 28th, 2022, Monday. Hope everyone's doing good and getting a good start to your week going here. And, uh, you know, I hope everyone's recovering from the partying they did this uh, past weekend. We've got a lot of ground to cover, so let's uh, get started. Some of the different stories that you'll find at the Melden.com site. Uh, of course, uh, Metallica has finally made their first uh, concert appearance in 2022. They performed uh, on Friday night, February 25th, in Las Vegas. So you've got some video footage you can check out the Melden.com site. Secret Society has dropped a new song teaser featuring Ripper Owens for a song that will be coming out. So check that out uh, as well. John Karabi, former Motley Crue singer, has addressed claims about Vince Neil calling him for vocal lessons. Interesting. So that's a story you can check out. Um, of course, you know, you got the rumors rumors circulating about uh, Vince Neil and uh, John Karabi and the whole thing with, you know, Karabi potentially being, being set up to replace uh, Vince Neil here at the last minute before they kick off the stadium tour uh, comeback. Motley Crue along with, uh, they've got Def Leppard and others on the bill. Is it Joan Jett? So that you know, they've got a whole lot of people going to be watching watching these uh, shows. Um, you know, you still have the whole thing going on with Vince Neil. People are wondering, is this guy going to be able to p pull it together? You know, before these shows happen, we're just a few months away now. We're, we're right here. We're almost at uh, March. So you know, we're just talking a few months away, right? So he's got shows coming up. He's got one show I know concert coming up, solo concert. Here in uh, coming up in March, so we'll have to keep a lookout for that and see how he does. See if Vince has got himself in any kind of better shape, uh, and uh, in terms of vocally as well, uh, to get ready for this big haul of uh, concerts and the big crew comeback. Mashuga has uh, premiered a new music video, so check that one out. That's for the track "The Abysmal Eye." Destruction has a new music video for the track, No Faith in Humanity. There's some rumors going around, of course, about Motley Crue's uh, purported, uh, what will be their, they're saying is going to be their final studio album, apparently, that will uh, get released tentatively next year, 2023. And there's different, you know, there's people speculating, different media, uh, you know, journalists starting to, Throw different titles out there for the album. There's been uh, Return of the Saints and uh, now The Dirt. That they could just go ahead and use The Dirt because they've used The Dirt for the right the, the biopic. 
was the book was the book and so it would just make sense right to to, to make that um the name of the album because you've got several songs that can be pulled from that dirt soundtrack that they there were the last songs that motley crew recorded uh with the original lineup and those songs you know i haven't heard i've only heard i they did four one was like a virgin cover um i heard that i did not like that anyways i think i heard some of the others but uh nonetheless they've got that they've got the stuff now with We've got Mick Mars and the stuff that he's been recording with John Karabi. Of course, again, that goes back to the whole plan B. And if the Vince Neil uh, train wreck continues going off the tracks here, and they've got no choice but to bring back Karabi to uh, sing at these uh, comeback concerts and, and on the last final album, you've got, as I said, if you've seen it, the Melden.com, the um, rare Motley Crue song, Nobody knows what it's like to be lonely. That had never apparently appeared on any official Motley Crue studio record, but did appear on a, a DVD. So it's never been released officially. But this is something that could potentially be like a, a bonus song, a bonus track type of deal. Is is what I'm thinking, and it would you know to, to, to the classic Crue fan can appreciate and, and love uh, so we, we it's up in the air we have no idea they're not you know there's been some things leaked some some titles of songs but other than that and Nikki six saying he's writing something more along the lines of what would be early Motley Crue the first couple albums or whatnot um, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens it's gonna be an int really interesting to see how well Motley Crue does at their age, after all this time of not having performed live, and with the we've seen what's been going on with with Vince Neil, so it's going to be really fascinating because everybody can see what John Karabi has been doing. Now, John Karabi also has just issued a scorching new single that is uh, called "Your Own Worst Enemy," and I believe it. If you listen to the lyrics, it's throwing shade. At the Vince Neil situation and Vince's downfall, downward spiral here, right here in the just in the midst of going on the, the biggest comeback, really one of the biggest comebacks in rock and roll history. So it's going to be really interesting. But this new single that John Karabe dropped is awesome. Going to play that here for you here after the jump. It'll be the uh, the first tune you'll hear and um, listen again to the lyrics. The lyrics. Are really specific about talking about uh, you've lost it all, your disease. You know, going after certain it's just certain things that if you keen on, it definitely sounds like he's talking about Vince Neil. So it's very interesting. Another interesting thing, he did not allow any comments to be left on this song on YouTube. He he did shut off the comments. So I thought that was another interesting thing that John did. Um, so very interesting. So we're going to see, you know, how this all develops. You know, Vince Neil is is either going to get it get it together, or you know, Motley Crue is really facing a big time dilemma of going up on the stage and risking their uh, their great legacy by coming back with these uh, concerts with you know Vince Neil just a, a big time mess. And 
So let's let's hope uh, instead of buying ten thousand dollar bottles of booze, that Vince is getting himself in shape and really taking things seriously, starting to trim down, take in less booze, take in less food, do more jogging, more walking, more weights. Doesn't have to be heavy weights, just arm weights, you know, five ten pounds even. Just start exercising. Start really working on your voice. You know, if you sit in front of a mirror or whatever, sit sit in a studio with somebody and just go over some, some things, have a vocal coach there, you're going to start to pick up on some of the mistakes that you've been making, some of, some of the things you're doing wrong, and, you know, they can be easily fixed. Someone who's as talented as, as Vince Neal, who's been doing it as long as he has, he, he'd, he'd be able to fine-tune his instrument with with some other people helping him do it. Uh, it's it's not always easy, easy to do that sort of thing on your own unless you're really trained at it. Um, and but he's a really talented guy, and I, I've I've heard Vince perform live many times over the years, going back all the way back to Shout the Devil I saw live, and Vince Neil for to me I never I never saw as a problem, but seeing some of the shows that Vince has done recently, I definitely think there's a problem going on. I think other people can see it too, uh, especially when he's falling off the stage. <laughs> you know, when you're falling off the stage, there's a big there's a big problem with that. So let's hope that he doesn't fall off the stage anywhere uh, at any of these 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 summer uh, concerts. God forbid that would happen. And let's just uh, let's just hope for the best for Vince. You know, he's he's obviously had had a tough go of it. Uh, we've all had a little bit of fun, um, you know, poking at him and making making uh, jokes jokes of it all and everything. Uh, but the bottom line is, uh, the man's, uh, you know, he's a 61 year old man. He's uh, these guys are not young anymore, and so it's going to be a different Motley Crew, I think. I think hopefully it's not going to be just a total run of your you know mill nostalgia act. I hope it's not that. I hope they don't just expect it to, to to phone it in and expect everybody to just accept that. I hope that, you know, that at least some some part of the old Motley crew that, that got them to where they got as successful as they got is is there at those shows. And so we'll see. You know, Vince is in, in his the management and everybody they they sure talked a lot here the last couple of years, uh, while we everyone's waited. So we're going to see what's what's up here. It's just right around the corner now. And with Vince coming, playing a concert here coming up uh, uh, in March, we're going to see how he's looking. We're going to see how things are starting to set up. Nikki Six says it's full go. He's, they're working on the production uh, for, the, for the concerts and getting that all uh, ready to go. So you've got Metallica just played their, their first concert in front of what was said to be 60,000 people. A huge show. So that was um, in Las Vegas. So we're going to see. We're going to see what happens. And with this COVID thing now, of course, with the sad news and shocking news of recent uh, development of uh, Russia uh, invading the Ukraine and all hell starting to break loose. We've got all sorts of things developing with that, along with the COVID in uh, the B2 uh, variant continuing to surge and how that's going to affect things as we move forward towards the summer and these Motley Crue concerts. 
that's stuff that I will cover and continue to do my, do my best to give you an understanding of how that's going to all work out. Uh, obviously, right now, it seems like everything's uh, starting to open back up for the concerts. So, you know, right now, we'll see how things go because we've still got major problems going on with the uh, infections and uh, the surge with the uh, Delta variant. You've got 9,000 people that have died just since December uh, in Pennsylvania alone from from the, uh, yes, yes, definitely from the uh, Omicron. So it's uh, very serious stuff. You know, we can't just take it lightly and, uh, you know, you still don't have this, the vaccine available to the, to the children under five. That's going to be several months out before that even happens. So lots of things we need to take into consideration. I'm not sure if not exactly sure what the protocols were at the at the concert for Metallica in terms of how they handled um, all of that, whether it was mask mandate for the show or how that worked out. But uh, we're going to see what happens here with the um, with the first gig for you know Motley Crue and, and Def Leppard and, and whatnot. It's going to be a real, I think it's going to be a real test to see if they're going to go for it. Uh, just that first show that's going to happen, uh, I believe it's in Atlanta, Georgia. That's going to be the one that I think is is the, is the one that really, if that's going to work out or not. Because that that facility, I know that they've been very lackadaisical on. They they have removed the mask mandate there. That's Braves, the Major League Baseball team, the Braves ballpark. So. I mean, these are things, again, like I said, with the way things are going, with the, the, the spread of this thing, uh, you've got lots of different countries that are going into full uh, lockdown again. It's just going to be interesting to see how this plays out and see how uh, everyone in America deals with this and, and if whether we get the, the upper hand or if it, it gets uh, the best of us. So uh, with that being said, uh, thanks again out there to everyone who's supporting my work at TheMetalDen.com and RandyRockAtCody.com sites. Really appreciate it. Now let's get rocking with some music.
ever since we bombed Libya, you know? I'm just in that fucking tear everything up mood. Blast them! That was just too cool, man. American bombers going in, going, where's the baby's room? Where do you keep the little girl? But we did our job. We only fucked up one place. We accidentally dropped a bomb on the French embassy. Sorry about that. I'm sure our aim would have been a little better if we'd have had more fucking sleep. Thanks for those extra 6,500 air miles, you fuckhead! Build a new house! <laughs> We're not fucking around anymore, man. It's time to be the tough guy. This is America, goddammit. Reagan's president and Clint Eastwood has his own police force. Yeah, Reagan's still got a heart on, man. He's walking around going, well, just excuse this. <laughs> I just happen to feel like a real man. Uh, he's with Nancy right now going, get that dress off and dance for me, you fucking bitch! Dance I'll take the commander-in-chief! Take the commander-in-chief! I'm coming into the Oval Office! I'm coming into the Oval Office, God! It's our fucking leader, man. Oh, but I'm not worried about fucking terrorism, man. I was married for two fucking years. What are they gonna do? Scare me? Oh. <laughs> These fucking TWA hostages. I was a hostage for 58 days. You got off light. Oh God! You ever been married? You have? Oh, you know what's what's the face? Give him the face. Ah! See, it's just not me, folks. This man's been a victim. He's been a victim. Oh man.
It's the old American double standard. You know, say one thing, do something different. And of course, the country is founded on the double standard. That's our history. We were founded on a very basic double standard. This country was founded by slave owners who wanted to be free. <laughs> Am I right? A group of slave owners who wanted to be free. So they killed a lot of white English people in order to continue owning their black African people so they could wipe out the rest of the red Indian people and move west and steal the rest of the land from the brown Mexican people, giving them a place to take off and drop their nuclear weapons on the yellow Japanese people. You know what the motto? You know what the motto of this country ought to be? You give us a color, we'll wipe it out. We got it. So anyway, about 80 years after the Constitution is ratified, 80 years later, the slaves are freed. Not so you'd really notice it, of course. <laughs> Just sort of on paper. And that was, of course, during the Civil War. Now there's another phrase I dearly love. That is a true oxymoron if I've ever heard one. Civil War. Do you think any country could really have a civil war? <laughs> Say, pardon me. <laughs> I'm awfully sorry. I'm off this side. So. Now, of course, the Civil War has been over for about 120 years, but not so you'd really notice it. Because we still have these people called Civil War buffs. People who thought it was a really keen war. And they study the battles carefully, and they try to improve on the strategies and the tactics to increase the body count, in case we have to go through it again sometime. In fact, some of these people actually get dressed up in uniform once a year and go out and refight these battles. You know what I say? Use live ammunition, assholes, would you please? You might just raise the intelligence level of the American gene pool. But what do you expect? Hey, come on, this is a warlike country. We come from that northern European, basically the northern European genes, the blue eyes, those blue eyes. Boy, everybody in the world learned real quick, didn't they? When those blue eyes sail out of the north, you better nail everything down, motherfucker. <laughs> nail it down, strap it down, or they'll grab it. If they can't take it home, they'll burn it. If they can't burn it, they'll fuck it. <laughs> That's what happened to us. And it's a warlike country, come on. I mean, forget foreign policy, even the domestic rhetoric is warlike. Everything about our domestic policy invokes the thought of war. We don't like something in this country, we declare war on it. The war on poverty, the war on drugs, the war on crime, the war on AIDS, the war on cancer. We got the only national anthem that mentions fucking rockets and bombs in the goddamn thing, you know what I mean?
Happy birthday, darling. Your beauty is ageless. Ageless. Oh 
Okay, anybody else? Well, I knew him like everybody in Palm Beach knew him. I mean, people in Palm Beach knew him. He was a fixture in Palm Beach. Uh, I had a falling out with him a long time ago. I don't think I've spoken to him for 15 years. Uh, I wasn't a fan. I was not, yeah, a long time ago. I'd say maybe 15 years. Uh, I was not a fan of his. That I can tell you. I was not a fan of his. So uh, I feel very badly, actually, for Secretary Acosta because I've known him as being somebody that works so hard and has done such a good job. I feel very badly.